Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. Three receivers to the far side for Taysom Hill. He drops back, has a good pocket down the sideline. Wide open. Austin Carr in for the touchdown. And New Orleans with their first of the day, 27 yards. Taysom Hill playing a little more than half the preseason game of the Chargers. 11 of 15 for 136 yards. He threw for a couple scores, PK. And, of course, he's Taysom Hill, so he's also the Saints' leading rusher. Because, of course, he is. And of course it's preseason, because of course it is. <laughs> I know it's a preseason game, Taysom said, but this is what it's all about. And if we came here to not win, then we're wrong. So that was the objective. Did they win? They did. They beat the Chargers 19-17. to All right, wait a minute. A score that we will not remember at all in two weeks. Two weeks? I didn't even know who won at 7.03 this <laughs> Two <morning>. minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> what was Two the score weeks? again? I couldn't tell you the score right now. During the game, CBS announcer said that Sean Payton compared Hill's potential to Steve Young. Yeah, good luck with that. New England Patriots wide receiver Josh Gordon, conditionally reinstated by the NFL, added to the team's roster, eligible to play in the regular season. And as long as we're talking about wide receivers and their drama, Antonio Brown sounds like the Raiders are running out of patience. Mike Mayock, the GM, here's the bottom line. He's upset about the helmet issue. We've supported that. We appreciate it. But at this point, we've pretty much exhausted all avenues of relief. So from our perspective, it's time for him to be all in or all out, okay? So we're hoping he's back soon. we got 89 guys busting their tails. We really hope AB is going to be a big part of it. Starting week one against Denver. End of story feels like anything but the end of the story. Story drags on and drags on. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. HBO's got folks on the Washington State campus sent a camera crew to the Cougars practice on Friday at Martin Stadium. Apparently they're part of a series with HBO this season. Nobody knows exactly what that's going to look like. You told us that HBO had cameras at ASU. We heard a couple other schools rumored to be part of some Hard Knocks type show. Waiting. Waiting. And waiting. USC coach Clay Helton said freshman receiver Brew McCoy's health is improving despite a fever that has kept them from practicing with the Trojans during fall camp. Doctors can't explain what it's from, but he's had a fever a big chunk of the summer. Kind of a weird story. Former Texas Longhorn star Cedric Benson, who went on to play for the Bears, Bengals, and Packers in the NFL, passed away Saturday night after being involved in a traffic accident while riding a motorcycle in Texas. He was just 36 years old. Way too young there. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Big ground ball back up the middle in the center field for a base hit. Darnos goes. Here comes Adamas. He scores. Race win. Race win. Race win. Jimon Choi comes through here in the bottom of the ninth with a two-run single, and the Rays walk it off. 
All right, PK, the drama, it's tightening, tension everywhere. Who's getting in? Who's getting out? Indians and Rays leading the wild card chase. Oakland's a game and a half back. Nationals and Cubs leading the wild card chase in the National League. Brewers, Phillies, and Mets two games back. Got a vibe for any of these teams now? Feeling a little more confident with any of them? Do you want me to tell you who's going to be in the playoffs right now? Is that what you're asking? I don't know if you can do that, but maybe you got a hunch. I don't know that you can guarantee anything. Oh. But if you want to, go ahead. So who do I think is going to be in the playoffs? What are you asking me? Yes. And in the wild card races that are tight. They've got three teams for two berths in the American League and probably five teams for two in the National League. I would say Cleveland and Oakland in the American League. But you certainly have Tampa Bay in the mix, Boston to an extent. That's about it. In the National League, I would go... It's going to be real interesting because you had the same thing last year. You had the teams in the Central Division first, but they could also get wild card. Right. Yeah, they had the multiple paths. So right now... Washington's on a little bit of a roll. You know, Washington is 12 games over 500. And in May, they were 12 games under 500. (laughs) So they have had a remarkable turnaround. And I think, you know, one of the keys to look at is the run differential. So if your run differential is really good, like the, the two teams, like Milwaukee, for instance. Milwaukee is... Two games back of the wild card. But their run differential is minus 29. And they're battling with the Cubs, right, in the central. And the Cubs' run differential is plus 70. And at some point, that ought to pay off. Even if you don't completely buy into that stat, because, you know, a team will be down 8-1 to one in the eighth inning, and they'll yeah. put in an outfielder for two innings. And the run differential will soar because they lose 14-1 to one just because they're protecting their bullpen. So... Right now, I would go Washington and Chicago. and But the Cardinals are in because they win the division? Because they've got that multiple paths in the Central. You asked for wild card. You yeah. did not ask for division. Now, if you want divisional, that's an entirely different question, Dave. <laughs> Cubs win 7-1 yesterday. Had three different guys homering for them. That was cool. The Little League thing, is it's a, it's a smashing success, you know, for a dying sport. It's that'll be dead in a couple years and that's why I don't get on it because I know that I don't need to because in a few years it'll be dead that's my manifesto and it's cool to see the kids there and then they come out with the uh, when Kimbrel comes out with his wing that he keeps out there they all did that yesterday or last night on TV so that's fun to watch Houston beat the Athletics Oakland trying to get into the uh, wild card spot Tough draw having to play Houston. Zach Granke, seven solid innings, a run on four hits. He was money. So Oakland's a game and a half behind the Tampa Bay Rays in the wild card race. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Best team in the league. Took the red card down a man. Didn't matter. They won 2 0 anyway. Real Salt Lake ended up taking a red card as well. So it finished uh, both teams down a guy. You always talk about adversity and handling PK on the road, out of elevation, frustrated they didn't finish three or four really good chances in the first half, and uh, it doesn't matter. They win 2 nothing. 
Now RSL gets ready for, instead of playing the best road team in the league, one of the worst road teams in the league, Colorado, will be in next weekend. Well, but they can win a trophy, though, I guess, huh? The Rocky Mountain Cup. Now they'll probably hold on to that. The bigger prize, the playoffs, and the good news for them is that uh, the other contenders in the West, nobody nobody won and picked up three points. They only lost one point to some oh. teams, and a bunch of other teams Except lost Los as Angeles. well. Los Angeles, they, they picked up three. Yeah, but LA's already disappeared over well, they, the hill. They've clinched a playoff berth. Not have they only just disappeared. They've clinched a playoff berth. Later. It's over. Later, they They're will clinch in. home field, and then they will clinch the one seed. They're in. Doesn't matter what happens, they are in. So Vela, Miller, the boys, they're in. DJ and PK. Golf. PK, those were some low scores. Guys were going way low over the weekend. Justin Thomas ends up taking home the BMW Championship. Had a six-shot lead. He got down to two, and then, of course, he just made some more birdies and ends up with a three-shot win. He had an 11 under 61. On Saturday. That is way low. Oh, Maron is low. Course record. Seemed like there was always somebody on the course threatening the course record. And now it's someone else. So uh, Tiger didn't make it to the Tour Championship. He's not going to defend there. Thomas is going to have a two-stroke lead in the Tour Championship. Tony Finau finished fourth at the BMW and will start the Tour Championship at three under. You like the staggered start? A staggered start. I don't know what else to call it. It's a staggered start. You get an advantage based on how you play the next week. Trying to do something different and new, I guess. Doesn't matter to me. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up. Kurt Craig Thorpe, your beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, will join us at uh, 8 o'clock. PK, talking with Fred Whittingham Jr., tight ends coach and recruiting coordinator. That's coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Recruiting coordinator? That's the title he's got on their bio. I had no idea. And also, got a question up on Facebook this morning in honor of Ohio State wanting to trademark the in the Ohio State. Who should trademark what? Got a lot of uh, answers on our Facebook page. You can grab your phone, use the app, send us your comments on the open mic, take your cheap shots, make your jokes. People are having fun with this. You can send the audio to Yaka, play it on the air. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Cody Bellinger hits his 42nd home run, but the Braves beat the Dodgers 5-3. Cubs over the Pirates 7-1 as Jason Hayward, Anthony Rizzo, and Nick Castellanos go deep in the win. Houston beats the Athletics 4-1. Alex Bregman with a homer in the game. Zach Greinke, seven solid innings. And the Minnesota Twins beat the Texas Rangers 6-3 to remain two and a half games up on the Cleveland Indians and the American League Central. Cleveland beat the Yankees 8-4. Bees lose 10-8 to the El Paso Chihuahuas in their series finale. Bees open a series tonight at the Tacoma Rainiers at 8 o'clock. You can listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network. 
Top of the Wire is brought to you by Syringa Networks. Verizon customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunications services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. Syringa is Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call them today at 385-420-7881. That number again is 385-420-7881. That's Syringa Networks. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Never-ending story is more compelling than Short Circuit. No, no, stop it. no, stop. Never-ending story would win a poll against Short Circuit. Guarantee you. I can't even believe I'm putting this poll together. How do you spell circuit? <laughs> By the way, I almost hope... Do what you feel is right, I, I almost hope Never-ending story wins, because if Short Circuit wins, we're going to lose you for the rest of the show. <laughs> Show memorandum. Let's just euthanize Short Circuit. My guy is as upset as any time I've ever seen him in the history of the show. What, because we speak truth? No more Short Circuit. Take Johnny Five and put a crowbar to his head. He's done. Disassemble. Johnny Five. No disassemble! Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK... Brought to you in part by the folks at Master Electrical Services. At Master Electrical, we'll light up your day. Give us a call at 801-543-2222. We'll be right on our way. That's 801-543-2222. Question up on our Facebook page. In honor of Ohio State wanting to trademark the, who should trademark what? Alex believes... The fans of the spectrum should trademark. I believe that we will win. Own it. Sure. Fine. Do it. I think the Naval Academy already has a claim to that. Oh, well, if you trademark it, then. They'll owe you. Yeah. Good I mean, point. Was, is there some, uh, some high school in Arizona that used the Longhorn logo and Texas told them to stop? Trademarked it, got the power. You think a high school in Arizona, who would care? Apparently, the University of Texas. Yeah, they did, and they went after him. Because I'm with you, who would care? How is that hurting Texas or costing them anything? But they, I guess, probably just don't want the precedent established. I guess not. And so, and they had to do away with it. There was a fight with the Salt Lake Bees and uh, a minor league team, I think it was in Iowa. The Burlington Bees. Finally, finally cut a deal. Caleb says the Utes should trademark Champs of the Awful South. Find it surprising, but this is going to turn into Utes versus Cougars, PK. And they would give what to be in the South? Tom, Yale should trademark the Y. Ah, stick it to BYU. Own the Y. So we were down in California this summer for the Pac-12 Media Days and walking around Manhattan Beach, and we saw on Highland Avenue, which is a main thoroughfare that goes north and south, there was a flag flying, and my wife said, do you think that that means BYU or Yale? And I said, I do not know. I'm not sure. Didn't really have the the BYU look? I didn't know. It did. did. It kind of did, but... But most of your your big money BYU fans, they've since moved to Utah. There's very few big money BYU fans who don't live in Utah. And you're going to have a house, a second house for sure, but you're not going to have it in Manhattan. You're going to have it in Newport. 
So I'd, and I'm more to the. I don't know what Yale's looks like. I mean, I have zero idea what Yale's looks like. I don't know. And I didn't see what you saw. I mean, Yale's kind of, uh, they got blue. It's a slightly different shade of blue, but the color would be pretty easy to confuse. No idea what their colors are. Tyler believes the Utes should trademark BYU's number. And he says, by the way, Ohio State, seriously, the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> what is BYU's number? 867-5309? I mean, what are we talking about? I think he's saying the Utes own BYU. They've got BYU's number. 422. They've, they've won eight in a row. Yeah, but then you'd have to trade. That would yeah, you'd change have to every, every, every year. year. You can't own all the numbers. <laughs> no one, no one in Western civilization can to use the numbers. Celtics and Yankees, right? We own all the numbers. Haven't they retired? Probably the most jerseys. You'd think so. That's way up there. I don't know how many either one have retired. It just seems like a you lot. You don't need to know. It's more, which is a playful thing. So don't take it literally. Can't help myself. <laughs> Brian believes PK should trademark irregardless. I already have. You own it? Sweet. Start telling, selling T-shirts. Anytime someone says it, that they hear, they tell me about it. Jake Scott was off this week. Uh, texted me that the Deseret News opinion editor said irregardless on the radio. So anytime anybody hears irregardless... They let me know. Irregardless. <laughs> Start texting, PK. If you hear someone in some form of public setting say it, I've been told over the years, I find it funny each time that happens. Ryan believes Scotty G should trademark No Bueno. He says it every show. I don't know that he says it every show. Because I don't, I can't qualify to say I listen to every show, but he does say it a lot. That's true. That's well, his big Spanish. Should he go with that, or should he go with his call from games? Here we go. Somebody's breaking into the open. I like that when I'm listening to him, and he has said that. I find my adrenaline takes a bump because if you're listening, you're trying to imagine what you're seeing is if you were watching it on television and we see when a runner breaks into the open and you're watching it on TV and you don't have all the angles because you're not sitting up in the press box so you can't see if someone uh, out of the screen is closing or can he catch the guy if he angles to the right and all that stuff. So when Scotty says, here we go, I do find my adrenaline rising a little bit and imagining, oh man, is it going to be six? <clears throat> In the open field, what kind of speeds he got? Right, and it's an exciting form of anticipation. So I like when he does that because it gives me a gives me a little jolt if I happen to be listening. A lot of times I'm going to be watching. I did look to see setting up my weekend in a couple of weeks. Obviously, we've got the game Thursday night. What do I want to do Friday? Well, the Aggies are playing. And it's on something called the ACC Network. So I thought, well, do I have the ACC Network? So I go looking around, and I can't find it. Well, then I Google DirecTV, and I find that it's premiering like August 20th. So naturally, I wouldn't have it now because it's, it's not August 20th. Right, yeah, What's today, the 18th, 19th? 19th? Tomorrow. So it may be August 22nd. I, can't. I thought it was the 22nd. But oh, yeah. okay. either, either way, the point right. is you're not going to find it. It's not right. on the air yet. Because I, I started looking. 
Saturday. And I was ticked, thinking, oh, I, I want to watch this game. And so then I go and I look at it, and it says maybe the 20th or 22nd. You're right. And I, did, I had no clue. So I'm assuming that I get it on the 22nd. If it's the 22nd, I'm going to go looking for it because that's a Friday night, and I'm looking for a game. Well, I'm looking for that game, not a game. I'm looking for that game specifically because that's the game that I want to watch because it's our local team. And I feel obligated to watch it, you know, particularly if BYU and Utah are not playing. And obviously they're not. So I want to watch that game. So I'm very hopeful that I will get that and they'll have better distribution than the stupid uh, Pac-12 network and DirecTV, which is now, what, in their eighth year with no end in sight, zero end. I mean, I don't even think it's any form of discussion. Maybe they're having some. But it's like the first three years when you met with Larry Scott. So what's the update? Now it's like, you'll tell me if there's an update. I'm not asking you. Yeah. (laughs) You'll tell me. Right. I think the next thing is there's been talk that Dish and Direct might merge, and that'll involve probably federal regulators and take forever. And if they merge, then are they going to drop it? You know, Dish has it, Direct doesn't, so which which contract will carry weight? Will everybody suddenly get it, or will nobody get it? You know, I wonder if it's like a relationship where there's been so much damage when— Hearts finally soften. Do you care anymore? <laughs> Maybe everybody sorted themselves out. The people who really want it. Yeah, exactly. Have gone, have gone and gotten cable so they can see it. Right. Or the other thing people have adjusted is like they're, if the Utes are good, they're not on the Pac-12 network for football very often. College basketball fans miss out on a bunch of games, but the football fans, how often the Utes on the Pac-12 network? Northern Illinois. And the Big Sky game. Yeah, but that's just temporary. Yeah. I mean, there's no saying they're going to be good for the rest of their lives. True. But it hasn't been as big an issue the last couple of years because they've been playing on ESPN and Fox mostly. So going forward, do, do the people, you're, the way I think of it, they, they already have it. So if they finally get it on direct, maybe you can get it on a sports bar and a sports bar in Maryland if you have to be traveling right. through there or something. But the folks who want it have it and the folks who – don't care even if it comes on direct are they going to care because if they cared they already would have made a provision to get it if it was an absolute you've got to have it they would go ahead and get it i think there's been so much damage that when it finally comes around if in fact that happens it's going to be greeted with a yawn i assume the acc network will be carried and you'll be able to see the aggies i assume they you know partnered with uh i think that's an espn partner and they'll leverage their way Well, last night when i was watching the little league baseball game not the little league world series but that when the majors go to williamsport which they do every year uh, they did have a thing in the corner that said premiering the acc network and so yes i'm because it came on my television when i was watching that game last night after spending two friggin' hours looking for my wallet to no avail lost it at the dang costco getting gas uh i saw it premiere uh, this week sometimes. So that made me think that I get it because it was on the regular ESPN. I don't think they would be putting it out there. So I'm looking forward to that game on that Friday night. Uh, what is it? Uh, is it next Friday? No, Friday, two, August 30th. It's a week from Friday. Yeah, so just uh, just under two weeks. So you're keeping that one clear for college football? Yeah, oh yeah. A few games you can watch and peruse, but Utah State will be the main course. Oh, I don't even know what else is on. Oh. 
Get your you can get the lowdown on uh, South Florida, who BYU will play. They're playing Wisconsin that night. Oh, I had no clue. Yeah, no, I catch a little bit of that. I'll be watching the. I'm not gonna pay attention to South Florida. Colorado and Colorado State play that night too. Okay, I'll be interested in that. You can watch a little bit of that, uh, but obviously it'll be the Utah State Aggies to see what they have against Wake Forest. Yep, I'm excited for that game. As I talked to, to Aaron Roderick last week, anytime you're playing the first game of the season, there's all sorts of excitement. It doesn't matter who you are, what league you're in, there's a sense of optimism. It's the first game. You've been working hard for months and months, and so you could be playing whomever, and it's the first game, and you're excited. Let me see if I can find a game that would not be exciting. <laughs> well, I mean, for the individuals. No, it is. You're right. You get to you get to hit somebody else, PK. What are any sport? Kansas has worked up to play Indiana State. It could be basketball. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's we'll be, we'll be excited game. when the Jazz take the court, October twenty second or twenty third, whenever their first game is. So any 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 sport, the first game always has a level of excitement. It doesn't have to be Oregon, Auburn, or BYU, Utah. No, again, I'm talking about the participants because I was asking him, does he sense any extra excitement because he's been on both sides of the rivalry. He started with BYU, went to Utah for a decade, and is now back. And his point was, well, it's the first game. So he senses a level of excitement, as he has for all these years he's been in as a player and as a coach, because it's the first game. And you always have a level of excitement for the first game. And so he, he's saying he doesn't necessarily sense any extra level ex, of excitement because this is the first game. You know, maybe if it was the third game like it's been, maybe you'd feel a little extra. But since it's the first game, there's automatically a level of excitement because it's the first game. And you just have so much involved in that. Aaron says, at this point, BYU should trademark losing to the University of Utah. Losing? Just losing. Losing. Why lose? Was that what you transfer, uh, trademarked? What would it look like? Yeah, what would it look like when you put the trademark on a shirt and sell it? Or I think a, a big drum with the feather being a tear. A tear coming off the oh, feather. A teardrop. Yeah. Because it's sad. If, you, if you're a BYU fan, it's sad. It's okay to admit it. Pretend you don't care. Like I told you, I, I, I met with this, ran into this young lady uh, a couple months back, and I teased her about ASU beating Utah. Oh, who won that game? Meanwhile, she attends every fan fest that Utah has every single year. Hmm. <laughs> she acted like she didn't know. So you try to act like, oh, I'm not hurt. <laughs> it's okay to be hurt. It's sports. It's... It, if that's the best, the worst thing you got in your life, you're you're doing pretty good. So it's it's all right there to be hurt when your team loses. Because then on the other side, if you're not hurt when your team loses, then I don't think you can really celebrate when your team wins. So are you hurt when ASU loses? No. Or do you not celebrate when they win? Yeah. I mean, it's You're more nice. Into not celebrating. Yeah, but I really no. There's not for me. There's not a lot of pain, and if you don't have the pain, then you have no right to have the pleasure. 
I'm too far along in that, and there's hmm. too many in our business. If we did that, there would be constant ups and downs. <laughs> the never-ending roller coaster. Right, and and when you're in this business as long as we have been, you choose not to get on it, and you just really can't help yourself. So you just take it for the entertainment value. I mean, I love it for the entertainment value, but I really believe if you don't hurt when your team loses, then you have no right to have the pleasure. Now, if you hurt when your team loses then you have every right to have the pleasure when your team wins. Absolutely you do. You've earned that right, and you should feel great, and you should celebrate. So I don't have any problem with that. I have a problem with the people who try to deflect. And once you try to deflect, that tells me, in fact, you do have pain, and it does bug you, and it did get under your skin. Because once you pretend that it doesn't, well, you're only trying to project an image. And in this case, the young lady, I wasn't buying it. I, I, I let it go because she's a, someone in her 20s, and I felt no need to pile on over a stupid college football. I mean, it just personally doesn't mean that much to me. But to her, at her age, it meant, it meant everything. So I get that. So I just let it go. I said, oh, yeah, that was the game. Tyler Huntley got hurt. And knowing full well, she knew exactly what, what happened. happened. But I thought, man, rather than taunt her. Well, let her lie to herself. Yeah. Ray says BYU should trademark Provo State. LOL. Provo State? Why would they do that? I think he's uh, not a BYU fan. I think he thinks it sounds demeaning. I think think he's would taking a shot. I would go more of the BYU P. With the BYU Hawaii and the BYU Idaho. Are there any other BYUs? Do they have any in Saigon, Singapore? Do they have any abroad? Don't they have satellite campuses and whatnot? But I don't know how those are referred to. I heard because there's satellite. My neighbor told me they went to Jerusalem. Oh, yeah. Is there some type of study abroad there? Right. What's it called, Yak? BYUJ. BYU Jerusalem Center. Yeah. The BYUJC? I don't know. I didn't know it was a center. So they call it the Jerusalem Center. Oh, okay. That would be a great experience. Now we're going to get BYU with other cities. Here they come. Well, if they have them. So I'd go BYUP over Provo State. (laughs) Scotty's getting another nominee. Derek says Scotty G should uh, trademark what? Like Ohio State's trademarking the. As in, what the heck just happened? I think it was what the hell just happened. I don't want to ruin your image, but I believe he said hell. Derek, you may have gotten the quote wrong. I know you can't say it. I could if I wanted to. Well, I know, but it's the image. I get it. You got your image. Derek didn't want to type it out. That's important. Oh, so he just had the H? No, he typed out what the heck just happened, but he wants what as in the. Scotty should own one word, what. I don't get it. Why? Because Ohio State only wants to own the. I I get that part of it. Because what is the start of what happened was the start of that exclamation. At the confusing end of the Colorado. Yeah, I know, but if you trademark what, you could think that that could be replacing for huh. And then huh (laughs) wouldn't make any sense. Someone should trademark huh. So I don't get that. Or Ah. you could sell a shirt that had a hat that had huh on it. (laughs) My father would always say what. And I'd I'd make him say what twice. (laughs) How would he say what? Well, you'd say something, he'd go what? 
And so I'd make him say it twice. If he didn't say it twice, then I wasn't repeating it. <laughs> Dan Fan Mitchell says PK should trademark. What are you talking about? <laughs> Do I say that a lot? I don't know. I didn't really <laughs> stick with me. I'm sure you have said it when you were befuddled by some nonsensical thing I blurted out. I, I have a great high level of befuddlement, though. I'm easily befuddled. I think it is a joke that they want to trademark the screw you. What if they really want to if they're just doing it to irritate everybody? It's well, like it the works. Attention. I absolutely hate them. I mean, why would you trademark? Are they really going to sell something that says the on it? If you want to trademark the Ohio State University so no one else uses it, I don't know why you'd do that because I don't know who else would use it, but at least you'd have it in case someone else used it. I saw a list, and I know you put it out there, and we don't do list radio, but everybody does it. We were told years ago, I don't like list radio, and then they all do it. Uh, that is awesome, by the way. That's all true. <laughs> That's all one. He's not making that up. That's wonderful. And... It was the top 10 college venues, and they had Ohio State. Ohio oh, State Sports City. Illustrated did that. I saw that it's, last night. It's next to a freeway. I mean, it's, what? It, it's flat. It is flat. It just kind of <laughs> sits there by itself. Yeah, I was surprised when I saw it. It's kind of like, huh? There's yeah. like a riverbed next to it. I feel no sense of, Wow. It's kind of set That's apart. That's awesome. It's kind of set apart from campus. I mean, stadiums are often on the edge of campus. It's just right, it's like um, Denver's, the Broncos. It's right on the freeway. It's like Vegas. It's going to be, you drive by it, there it is. Yeah, whoop de do. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, on that top ten, I've been to five of them. It's actually six, Wild State. And the other five I can see, but Ohio State's no. They had the Rose Bowl number one. Of course they did. How many times I got to tell you that? The granddaddy. Geez, I've told you that five trillion times. A no-brainer. And there's nothing like being in the January one. You don't go. If you go a regular season game. It's not the same. It's not the same. I was in a Rose Bowl, and there were like 45,000 people there for a San Diego State game, and it was really disappointing. Right. It's not <laughs> it the was same. Really, I was there for a USC-UCLA game that was packed. That was pretty cool, but it was a dreary November day. It wasn't glorious January 1st. It was overcast. It, was, it wasn't raining, but... It's not that... I've been there those times, too. Plenty of times. Yeah. It was, it was kind of overcast. I couldn't see the mountains that day. It was a great game, though. It, but. January 1, 2.30 our time... That is the most special place on the face of the earth. <laughs> it's the truth. More special place there isn't. than Pasadena, January 1. There is There is not a more special place. There isn't. There's just simply not. Because the, the you can say, oh, the college playoff, but they're going to rotate. Yeah. So the venue has no significance whatsoever. Playing in the Niner Stadium didn't really have any sizzle. It's the you're, game. It's the fact you're in the right. playoffs. Is uh, That's where it's at. But you can play it anywhere, and it's not going to matter. And the new Niner Stadium is absolutely beautiful. I've been there a couple of times now. 
And the Utes have played there a couple of times in their bowl and then in the Pac-12 title game. And it's absolutely awesome. The stadium is sweet. I mean, it's one of the newer ones, obviously. So it should be sweet. And it is. But 2.30 our time, mountain time, that is the finest place on earth to be. Having been there at that time. It's just absolutely amazing. And if your team is in it, oh my gosh. It doesn't get any better. It don't. It absolutely, you just, you have to pinch yourself and saying, this is incredible. That That's my team. Those are my school colors. And not if you're just some fan. If you went to the school and embraced what the university was about and were there for years, and in most cases... Not a lot of silver spoonish when you're getting it paid for. If you had to pay for it, like I did, every freaking penny, it takes on a greater significance to where you were 35 years old before you paid off your student loans. And now these folks here, these yin-yangs, are just going to, oh, let's, let's forgive student loan. Let's forgive struggle. And so everything is handed to you? Holy freak! <laughs> Trademark that. <laughs> That's the one right there. Trademark, holy freak. That one. What is that? People will buy that t-shirt. What is that, man? That just lessens the struggle that I went through. And to be there in 1987 when the devils ran out there, I looked at my children and I said, holy this freak. is the greatest oh. sight these eyes have ever seen. <laughs> okay. Rudy. I looked at my children and I said to them, as in 1987, when my son ran out on the Rose Bowl field, what? January. What? So Michigan what? was number I've never heard this story. Sports before. Illustrated has this top 10 list. Michigan's number two and Notre Dame is three. Isn't that backwards? I haven't been to either one. You've been to both. Covering the Utes and Cougars, you've hit both those stadiums. Correct. So I thought, I mean, I get it's the big house. You're splitting hairs. But I would go because of this extra significance for me growing up and what Notre Dame meant in my community. I would go Notre Dame too. Particularly because I took my parents back there one year, paid for the trip, and took them back there. And to see my father walking around with his hat that sat way high on his head that said Irish Catholic on it. Yes, and how he just pranced around like a show dog on the <laughs> Westminster Dog Show. <laughs> I haven't heard that reference before. It was one of the greatest pleasures that I ever had was to take him, my father, the janitor, who never made more than 20 grand his whole life, and I was fortunate enough to take him there and took my mother too, and to have particularly him to have him there really meant a lot to me. So I would put Notre Dame, but that's my own personal preference. Brought it up because the local teams are going to see some of these stadiums. LSU's Tiger Stadium was number four. I've been there. And Utah State's going there. Is it all that? Should it be top five? I thought it was awesome, Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty good, yeah. Ohio State was fifth. Clemson's Memorial Stadium was sixth. I've not been there. Husky Stadium. Where the Utes are going is uh, number seven. Of course, they go there. I've been there fairly regularly now. Before the remodel and after the remodel. And with the lake right there. Yeah, that's why you got the yeah. shout-out. It's nice. Uh, Neyland Stadium, Tennessee, where BYU is headed. Game two, that's number Yuck. eight. Yak will be covering it for us. He'll be there. Yak will need a full report. 
I I was there for an NCAA tournament and I was just killing time. You've been to the stadium. Walked over it. Well, it was, I mean, it was empty. It was March. There's yeah. nothing going on. I get it, but, you, but you could walk over and stand at the top. Gotcha. And there's the river's not far from there. It doesn't really count cool. in the game day. But I get your point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen it, but I haven't been there for game day. Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, Florida. The Swamp is number nine. And Penn State's Beaver Stadium is number 10. I've not been to either of those. Yeah. All right. So uh, eight, seven, and four. We'll host the Utes, Cougars, and Aggies this year. And then uh, if the Utes make it to the Rose Bowl, they'll see. They'll see number one. All right, DJ and PK. Coming up, the countdown continues to the 100th rivalry game. And then Kirk Cragthorpe, youth beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, joins us at 8. Stay with us. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union. The Southtown Auto Mall. And Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. We started in triple digits, 100 days to the 100th rivalry game. We're almost out of double digits now, 10, ga- 10 days to go to the game. Yawk, how does the number 10 figure in the rivalry? Well, the number 10, 2010, was the year this current streak that Utah is riding started. They have a eight-game win streak over the previous decade, looking to make it nine in a row, 10 days from today. Of course, that was a 17-16 win for Utah. Uh, Brandon Burton blocking a kick. I believe Mitch Payne was the kicker and preserved a 17-16 to 16 win for the Utes. Oh, crap. If you're a Cougar. Don't remember much about that. I remember Kyle Whittingham calling himself out a little bit after it. He told him, yeah, I told Brandon Burton there was a timeout for the field goal. You're going to turn the corner and block this kick. And he said, of course, I tell him that all the time and it doesn't work. But you tell him anyway and then that one time it works. That was, I think, Jake Heaps' moment. And the Cougars were driving, and they got like to the 20 or 25, Correct. and all of a sudden they just ran a couple of times yeah. up the middle. Went conservative. Like, what the freak? Robert and I heading off up the middle. Awful, awful decisions. And if Heaps would have had that, who knows, man? But he didn't get it, and he didn't get the game. And we had no idea that was going to be the start. But the Cougars were on the move, and Heaps was looking good. And they just got to the point, and they packed it in. I think ridiculous. Take a play to win, man. Got conservative rather than playing to win. And it hurt. And then it's almost like the football gods said, well, forget you then. You're going to just run it up the middle and try for a field goal in college. You know, I mean, anything past... 30, I'm not sure, is a guarantee, particularly in that situation. Any number of things can go wrong. And sure enough, they did. And it did. And you lost. And you haven't won since. It's just amazing. I don't know that it changes anything. I can't predict 
or alter the course of history. So it's not like I can say, well, then the Cougars would have won some games going forward and Jay Keeves would have had a brilliant career and blah, blah, blah. Instead, it, he goes down as the biggest washout of uh college football history unfortunately for him and i don't take any pleasure in saying that it's just when you're in there uh thanking your public relations officer <laughs> at 17 18 years of age not officer but uh, whatever you'd call it director uh and who, who has that and public relations your pr agent when you're that age and he did that and there was much ballyhooed all that so it was brought upon himself for sure bronco hated it and then it was a complete and total washout of a college career. It's unfortunate. I feel for the kid. I don't take pleasure in saying that. But nevertheless, you wonder if he would have led that team on a game-winning drive. He or, feels he feels different about the why. His teammates feel yeah. different about him. Because he was also always searching for credibility on that team because there was a lot of separation. And the, the feeling was, I'm just here f- passing through to get to the NFL and I'm not really one of you guys who's putting in all that uh, you know ground level work and I'm here to, to go to the NFL well obviously that didn't come close to happening you wonder if that would have been different it would have been a rallying hey we we did it guys we were there we made this drive at Rice Stadium and the coaches took the air out of the ball and then the field goal obviously was blocked and that was it All right, there's the number 10. We'll be into single digits tomorrow as we inch closer to the game. When we come back, we'll talk about the rivalry game with Kurt Cragthorpe. He's seen a lot of them. He's now the Ute beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune. And I have to make sure going forward, I'm not going to ask him, how good do you think the Utes are going to be this year? (laughs) He's tired of that. I will never ask that question again this year. I don't care who we have on. I am sick of that question. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond Airport Parking has fantastic rates, free car washes, 24-7 shuttle services, detail, oil changes, and glass repair while you're away. Diamond Airport with the best rewards program in Utah. It's the only airport valet service in Utah. Park, ride, and save just off I-80 and Redwood Road. That's Diamond Airport Parking.